Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Hello. Well. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Not Your Mama's News. With me today is my podmate and my good friend, Stella Q. Hello, Stella. Hello. Hello. Sorry about that. I was very confused. I just realized that I was listening to an echo and I've just located it. So I was very confused. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me. Still hey. getting it together. Yeah, no, uh, no wuckas, as they say, Morning. because I have had that happen to me many times. And it, it is something that happens when you have multiple screens open and yes. you're trying to get everything going. So no worries there. <laughs> all righty. So how are we doing today? We're doing all right. Yeah, it's just me. So I'm doing all right, too. How about you? <laughs> Can't speak I'm to do- you. I'm doing pretty good. As we were talking a little bit beforehand, I had a very small amount of productivity today. I got something mailed that I had been procrastinating on. Um, (laughs) So I was happy to get that taken care of. I don't know why I do that. And I feel like something is a monumental task when clearly (laughs) it's not a big deal at all. (laughs) Go to the post office, get the box, hope it's big (laughs) enough for the shit that you need to send. Put it in the box, weigh it, print out your label, take it back. That's it. But for me, However, for some reason. <laughs> no, no, no. I, to- I totally understand. It's um, Some of these things do become very large in our heads, don't they? It's our perception. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for a crazy person like me. I, uh, I literally, today I did it and I was like, that's not a big deal. Why, why are you the way that you are? <laughs> <laughs> well, awareness is the first step, grasshopper. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Bugs. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. Um, and it <laughs> sacrilege eating grasshoppers in the future, isn't it? Like eating oh, a little piece of God. Very much. Very much. Um, okay, so we do have Jen in the chat over on Rumble. Hey, Jen. Hello, Jen. Oh, Thanks for joining us. The ninjaness of Jin. <laughs> um Jen said, if you're crazy, what are the rest of us? Well, maybe we're, maybe we can be crazy together, friends. Let's make, well, look, this world's already crazy. We fit in perfectly. (laughs) Yes, we definitely do. And is that Brad Binkley over there in the chat, Stell? Uh, which one? Um, on Rumble? Uh, it's right above your comment. I never sent anything back. So, Brad, you never <laughs> Man, that is amazing because about a minute ago I'm thinking I have to apologise to Brad for never actually say, saying we're about to be live because I just – it's a last-minute flurry. You know how it is. And yeah. it's like, oh, I've really got to get my act together. And I only had to think it and pop, there he is. <laughs> See, do you already have your neural link, Stella? Is that what you're telling me? I'm starting to wonder. There's a very strange okay. download going on lately. There must be. There must be. Okay, so Brad says he never sends anything back. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, I was thinking, oh, no, this wasn't, this was a gift. 
So this isn't, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Brad. Like if I have to send back something from Amazon, forget it, forget it. I'm keeping it forever. But in this case, I had gotten advent calendars for, um, some kids in my life and ideally they would have them at the, (laughs) before the start (laughs) of the month. Right. Um, and then I'm just telling myself, well, you know, better late than never. And they're going to have so much fun opening up like 14 days <laughs> worth of their advent calendar on one day. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm pretty sure I discovered the other day that, uh, let me just make sure I'm right here. Sunday, Sunday, the 31st of December, Monday, the 1st of January. So does that mean... I haven't got, uh, look, never mind. I'm just rambling there. I was going to say they might be able to just, you know, use the first couple of weeks of January um, and make oh, up for yeah. the bits that they missed, you know. I'm sure they're, they're creative kids. I'm sure they'll they, figure it out. They are. And honestly, I was like, well, the temptation as a child is always there to open up more than yeah. just one day. It's kind of killer to have to wait every day. So maybe they'll maybe they'll get a kick out of it. And Is that one and, of the ones with like little chockies inside and stuff? In this case, it's Lego figures. So it's every day has a pack of Lego something that goes with the theme that they get to build. And it's either, you know, some days are more advanced than others, but there's some really cute little, little doodads in there. So, okay. So each day has a complete thing or is it like one piece? It's like, oh, there's the leg. Oh, there's the arm. I hope I get the face tomorrow. It's a, it's a complete thing. So, for example, when, um, like, the ones that I really liked is the Harry Potter. I know you don't like it. Uh, the Harry Potter <laughs> Lego. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it comes in a little, like, you open it up and it has a little cellophane pack. And it may just be, it depends on every day. So it may be an actual character that has a wand or it may be... Um, you know, some other little, like a little Christmas tree right. that you put together or something like that. So yeah, they're, Ooh. they're pretty fun anyway. So hopefully they'll enjoy so opening fun. up several at once. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> what, either way they'll have fun. Yeah. They can make up the first couple of weeks and just open them all at once. So that'll keep me busy. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. hopefully they won't hold it against me. I, I don't think that they will. Um, oh yeah. So Brad does say yes, all the candy at once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the way. Yeah, agreed. Candy revolution. Uh, agreed. So anyway, well, happy to be here with you, Stella, as always. Um, you know, we we have a lot of fun in our uh, our work together here. So we, um, we know, make the news it, fun again. We make the news fun again. We need to get hats. That's gonna that'll have to go to our uh, our merch store. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll have to build one first. Yes, we will. <laughs> build the merch We're... and they will they will buy. Yes. They will wear. Yes, exactly. Um, we need okay. little, um, little, little Lego things that we could put together of each character. So this is a little, I got the Ashley one today. For real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I got the pod mother. <laughs> <laughs> this is a real find. We need um, a board game. Yes, we do. <laughs> Put, put that in our idea stack. Um, okay, so Gentleman Skeptic is also with us here. He said, aloha, ladies. I'm on vacation this week, so I just wanted to pop in and say howdy. I'll catch you on the rebroadcast and see you next week. Absolutely. Ah. Thank you, Tim. Yes, I hope thank you, you have for a popping great, in. Yeah, hope you have a great vacation. And yes, uh, it is that time of year. 
Um, yes, have an excellent time and, and have a very relaxing time and, and be peaceful, man. Dude out. Absolutely. So, uh, Stella, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the Die Hard movie. I'm going to go out on a, a very shaky limb and say that you're not that familiar with it. Well, I know Bruce Willis was in the first one, which I think I saw. Okay. <laughs> I can't quite remember. Um, I think I might have seen a couple of them. There's a, there was also a dark gentleman. Uh, what was his name? Not Poitier. Danny somebody? Danny Glover, but that was actually in Mel Gibson's. Um, oh, okay. See, they, they all just get, it's, it's actor soup, you know. They do, yes. Professional um, pretenders. I have no respect. <laughs> the, the reason I was bringing this up is because um, Brad said that he has <laughs> an advent calendar that is Nakatomi Tower, which is the like from the original Die Hard. That's where everything goes down. And he said, and every day Hans Gruber falls closer to his death. <laughs> so that's the bad guy. All right. But yes, it's become a bit of a meme here in the States, especially like I would say at least the, the last like five, six, seven years that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. So it's a whole thing that, you know, guys love Die Hard and it is now considered a quote Christmas movie. Now I understand. Uh, Brad's just said it's the one he made the fake trailer for. Yes, I'm familiar with that. That was excellent. Okay, gotcha. Um, yes, Die Hard. So there's been a few of them, hasn't there? Are we up to Die Hard four? How many times has he died now? It's very hard uh, to kill this guy. Well, there's lots of sequels. It's really hard to kill him. Um, and that's the that's the point. That's how we keep going. So I think there's at least four, but I'll defer to the to the knowledgeable chat in in that regard. But I don't think there's going to be do any it. more. A Jesus I sequel. Yeah. Well, and unfortunately, Bruce Willis, if it gets made with him, it will only be with his digital likeness because yeah. I don't think he's in a condition to to act anymore. Um, well, then it'll be die impossibly. Yeah. Once he's digital, it's <laughs> eternal. Yes. And I will say that um, there was actually a very – so there's this creepy show you may have heard about. It's called Black Mirror. And I was oh, yeah. watching. I've seen the I've seen the first okay. season. Okay, so I was watching an episode of it last night. I was curious. Curiosity got the best of me to see what oh, this latest is. season was going to be about. Right? Human beings do that thing. So yeah, human beings do. Yeah. So we checked it out, and the first episode. So first of all, spoiler alert, everybody. If you don't want to know what this first episode of the latest season of Black Mirror is about, then tune out now. Um, but basically, this it obviously the whole show is dystopian, but it gets into a whole thing of this Netflix stream. It's not Netflix, but it's called something else, something very similar to that. But basically, they, in your terms and agreement, they say that they can take your likeness and they can produce content based on that. Hmm. And that's what happens to this person in the show. And obviously it's, it's very dystopic and weird, but it is uh, based around at least partially using a digital likeness of that person. And the whole quote, the whole show within a show is CGI. So I thought that was kind of, Obviously, well, it's not very predictive, is it? Really, it's not no, very right. predictive. It's sort of like historical, really, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and it. Uh, but I thought it was worth mentioning because we were talking mm. about Bruce Willis, and 
Uh, Brad mm-hmm. covered this story a long time ago now about how Bruce Willis sold his digital likeness mm-hmm. to a company so that he can still do movies, quote. But I, I feel like that's a very dangerous and slippery slope as a human. But what do I know? I'm just a poor, you know? Us peasants know nothing. Um, I believe some other people have done that too, but I, I have this very vague, I shouldn't even mention it because it's so vague, but I thought there was something recently about him saying that that wasn't quite the case or it wasn't oh. really what he wanted or something. Don't quote me, but there was something, there was a little bit of a, you know, I mean, who knows if it's real anyway, nothing is, um, but it, there was some sort of a little sort of jaggedy thorn thing that I just remember yeah. going, oh. but I didn't yeah, take you know any what? notice because, you know, it's not worth taking much notice of really. Sure, sure. <laughs> Yeah. Now, listen, when it comes to celebrity tea, unfortunately, I have a mind like a steel trap. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So usually I do remember that kind of stuff. Now, in this particular case, I Mm. definitely heard that, but I don't know if I heard you say that or if I heard Brad say that or where, but I did. Mm. I do feel like I also heard that that was a little bit of an issue somewhere, but maybe we can, um, you know, maybe we'll figure it out along the way. Got nothing to do one day. (laughs) (laughs) they will never come either way uh why don't we get into it and we are going to cover your story first which is going to be um as you said to me earlier who knows where it's going to go we're just going to go into all kinds of threads here um yes we're going to set our minds into the wild and see where we end up hopefully not steel traps hopefully not uh, now I was going to, to tell you to let me know when you want me to queue up that video. Do you want me to roll with that first or do you want to, <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, uh, let me just think for a minute. Cause I'm very unstructured today. That's okay. uh, I went, I went into strange places. <laughs> oh, unusual. Um, I wasn't expecting to go. I was basically just going to follow up with last week's little rant about uh, Cyclone Jasper, which is currently closing in. Be careful. Um, It's still a week later and it's still closing in. It hasn't (laughs) happened yet. Uh, It's it's just kind of amusing. Like when you know, you know, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just fun to watch the mainstream rodents all scrambling (laughs) their little scare tactics in there. Let's just, uh, let's just share. Okay. So where we were last week was it was it was, you know, looking pretty, it was looking, I think it was a category three and it was projected, you know, they, they had all sorts of projections of flight paths of this cyclone. And um, they sort of, they basically really had no idea. I mean, let's just face it, unless they're going to absolutely engineer it, they're, they're not going to tell us that, are they? Um, it was just basically the mainstream media doing what they do best, which is spreading confusion and fear and not really knowing what they're talking about. Yeah, so, just trying to keep people on the hook and scared yeah, so that they yeah. just tune in 24-7 to this, like, fear porn about a cyclone. That constant state of something's coming. Just sort of a bit cue-ish, really, isn't it? Just slightly different. Uh, anyway, let's just – I'm going to share the screen here. Um, no, I'm going to stop sharing it. That wasn't very smart. There we are. Present. Stop screen. That was even more brilliant. <laughs> Just uh, sing the girl from Epidema amongst yourselves for a moment. Uh, Listen, if I had your musical talent, I would sing it. All right, here we go. 
I think there's a show. Okay, cool. Now, I was just going to show you. So these are just the, I mean, yes, it's YouTube. Okay. But that's where you go when you want really stupid <laughs> mainstream yeah, stuff. Yeah, when you want the mainstream story, that's where you got to go. For the news, yeah, yeah. I um, mean, they're only really showing me Sky News and everything at this point. I've got to sort of seek out the others. But so here we go, you know, like morning news, it, we're, it is closing in. It's go, it's going to hit landfall very soon. We've got four hours ago, you know, Queensland braces for Cyclone Jasper. Cyclone Jasper closes in, stay indoors and big, you know, windy palm trees. Yeah, where and, we uh, heard cyclone that. Cyclone strengthens and I'm being blown away. And, and, um, <laughs> yeah, stay indoors, exactly, exactly. That's a real, it's a bit of a zeitgeisty thing, isn't it? Cyclone Jasper, bracing for impact. Cyclone closes in. Um, heavy, you know, you get the drift. It's all this sort of bracing warnings. and Okay, yeah. fair enough, yeah, yeah. But these people who live in this area, it, they're not going to learn anything from watching the mainstream news because they're so used to this kind of weather. It's sort of like they know what to do. Yeah. It's These people are talking to the rest of Australia, really, in one sense. Um, they're hoping it's going to get pretty bad because, like, it's it's at the moment it's a category, what are we? <laughs> it's a category one. <laughs> Poor things, they must be so disappointed. But yeah, it, it might be. reach a two. It might reach a two by landfall. Mm. Now, this time last week they're saying it's a Category 3, but we're uh, predicting it's going to reach Category 4 by the time it reaches the land. And it's like, okay, they must be really, really disappointed because it's like it's down to a one, guys. Just chill. But anyway. <laughs> right. It's basically going to be a tropical storm uh, and there's nothing that you can do about it. Yeah, you know, there's going to be a bit of bit of strong wind. But what I'd love you to play, and this is oh, – let me just remove this bit. Okay. So if you could bring up that video, because I can't do the sound for some reason. I think it's something to do with being on a Mac. Sound can't come off YouTube. I don't know what it is. Anyway, if anyone out there can enlighten me on that, that'd be great. Um, if you could bring up that video that I posted, okay. and we'll go from the beginning, but the main bit that I want to show is – is between 1 minute 42 and 2 minutes 22. I need someone to help me make sense of it. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Okay, right. so we're on – let me make sure that I'm on regular speed. I am. My volume is all the way up, so hopefully that's going to translate well. You're good. Into You're getting a raise here. after this. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Inflation <laughs> is killing me. <laughs> this is a special edition of today. Special from edition. Far North Queensland. Even that's dramatic. Good morning and welcome back to this special extended edition of today. We are live from Kansas morning as Queensland's far north braces for the impact of Cyclone Jasper, likely to hit the coastline within hours. We have special extended coverage with our team right across the region. They are standing by with the very latest from every part of the strike zone this morning. Let's go first to Andrea Crothers. Let's bring her in from Cooktown this morning in the state's far north. Andrea, good morning again to you. Uh, that predicted strike zone did shift a little further north in the latest forecast, didn't it? It's a bit closer to you now. How is everyone Isn't there it? in Cooktown feeling about this? Oh, a little bit of a lag. That's all right. Look, Sylvia, you'd know people in the far north, they are used to these circumstances. So they may be playing it cool, but they are still being prepared. So I guess it's fair to say alert, but not alarmed. Okay, now but listen. If we look at where Tropical Cyclone Jack 
Asper is tracking right now. It's around 175 kilometres directly east of Cooktown. It's still tracking uh, towards the west. They're moving around 10 kilometres an hour, so it is slowly starting to pick up a little bit of speed. About an hour ago, it was tracking around 9 kilometres an hour. In terms of the intensity of that, still at a Category 1 wind gusts up to 120 kilometres an hour. We do know it is expected to change, though, intensify to a Category 2 by the time it makes landfall. Now, at the moment, the best forecast for that is suggesting that will happen sometime this afternoon, sometime somewhere between Cooktown to Cairns. Okay, from here. In terms of this township, though, Sylvia, it is a town which has been planned. It's been built for these strong southeasterly winds it so frequently gets, uh, particularly because it does sit in the shadows of Mount Cook. Now, typically when it does get cyclones in the last decade, they've come in from the north of the town. So the winds have been consistent with that. So the town is built to deal with it. The difference with Jasper, though, is it's expected to track to the south of the town and we're already starting to see those westerly winds come in so that's what they're fearing this morning could prove far more destructive even if the cyclone itself is less intense so a cyclone shelter okay. has been set up pause overnight. It there. now i don't know if anyone sort of followed that but i had to watch this about five times <laughs> that still doesn't make sense so she's talking about how this town called cooktown which you know they kind of used to this stuff this is monsoonal weather right it's fairly normal in the tropics although I, there's another bit that i will question later um so she talks about how this built is uh, this town is built to withstand you know that they, they normally get very strong winds from the southeast right but their cyclones in the past have predominantly come from the north right but the town is built for this stuff in mind so she's saying they the strong winds normally come from the southeast. Okay. That's the opposite, as far as I know, <laughs> from the north. So what is the town built to – I'm not sure if the town is built to withstand the southeast or the north normally, but this is coming from the south, so it could prove to be very detrimental because it's. I'm, it sounds like she's saying it's not really built for this. It's like, what? hang on a minute. <laughs> How can you build something that's predominantly going to be safer if something comes from the south? I mean, you can, you can, but you just generally build a, a solid building. You don't favour a particular uh, direction. I mean, I know I've built a couple of places in Tassie and there was very, very strong winds down there, but you just build a solid structure. You don't assume that everything's always going to be from the west or whatever. So I just found that it just sounds to me, I don't know, it just sounds like they're really reaching to – say doesn't matter what situation is or how well you've prepared for this there's going to be a threat you know i couldn't even get past this bit because that didn't even make any sense um and then you you know you can start going into things like historical cyclone paths and all that sort of thing i mean while she was saying that we were watching a graphic of the cyclone that hits land at you know supposedly category one or two which is the lowest and australian categories are slightly different to I think maybe you guys oh that's interesting I didn't realize that yeah so as far as I know our category five is sort of your category four type thing possibly maybe I don't know why that would be I'm going to make an educated guess that because you I mean the America seems to have dealt with a lot more of this stuff I don't know I really don't know but um, yeah 
So I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. And it's this obvious fear mongering going on. That's the whole yeah, point. Um, for sure. And it's, yeah, it's, they're whipping up the winds more than the cyclone is. Yes. Yeah, so I think they definitely, they want people to be afraid because they want, you know, normally whenever you can have this doom and gloom, we know that people will stay tuned in. They'll stay glued. Like, what's the latest update? What's the latest update? And we've been trained to do that. So I think that's definitely one part of it. And they love doing it for weather. They love doing it for fake pandemics. Um, and they love doing it for war, war and rumors of war, like anything that they can get to get people's attention addicted to the hypnosis, you know, to the spell that they're casting and the fear. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing is I would say that we can't discount the incompetency of these anchors. So who knows if they misspoke, but then the third mm. point that I was thinking is it doesn't really make sense Un unless she's saying that the way the town is structured is is around having some sort of a barrier, like a natural barrier protection on one side that they wouldn't have from another side. That's the only thing that I could think of that would make sense. Like, for example, in the Southeast, in the, um, in the States here, you can get, and everybody knows this, you can have a hurricane coming from any direction whatsoever. Yep. It yep. may be this way. It may be this way. It may be this, like, you don't know. Um, mm. And so I think that some places are just in a better shape simply because they may have some natural barriers, um, you know, in the North mm. Carolina or in North Carolina, we have the Outer Banks, which is known as the Barrier Islands. So having that can sometimes be seen as protective for the mainland. But of course, it leaves the Barrier Islands or the Outer Banks more exposed and, and more um, vulnerable in really strong storms. So I don't yeah, know she either. Seems, she seems to be um, um, mostly talking about winds and wind strength at this point. I mean, I know that I've been through a number of floods and I know that um, it's quite unpredictable because it does depend whether, where the weather is coming from, which direction, um, because that will depend on where the water hits and then if it hits on a mountain, obviously it's going to come rushing downhill as opposed to if it just hits on a flat. So, yeah, that's that's valid to know where things are coming from, of course. You've got to know that stuff to know where the floods are going to end up, etc. But as far as the wind strength and all that goes, I don't know, it just sounds to me like they're just making shit up. And also uh, there was something recently about, um, I'm trying to remember where it was, it was in Europe, I believe, uh, where there was some kind of a standard. And I'm just showing you this uh, tropical cyclone classifications. Um, and this is sort of based on a wind being, here we are, 10-minute sustained winds. So if a wind sustains at a certain speed for more than 10 minutes, that helps to shape the category. So that's sort of their table that they base things on. And I remember just oh, a couple of months ago uh, where I read that some sort of European standard, I think it was, or maybe it was Asia, um, had been changed. So this is, I mean, wh whatever it was, the fact, they had changed it to basically make things fit better to the climate. I mean, that's the big picture. That's what it was. They changed something to make things fit better to the climate change narrative. Right. And so to make it, it seem was, like more of a severe storm, even though. Yes. Yeah. And they, you, you remember that, right? This past summer, we had global boiling. Yeah. <laughs> this is what they do, though. See, they, they just yeah. change something and it, it seems like a really small change. Like you, you could almost say they could make that a 20 minute. Oh, OK. They could make that a five minute 
sustained wind. If they wanted to really freak everyone out, they could just come along and go, it's no longer 10 minutes, it's five minutes. And that little tiny change is what the whole freaking narrative is based on. All the statistics are based on and all the scare tactics and the reporting. And it's the same with medicine. They do the same thing with medicine. So they'll change the definition of something. Um, so yeah, we just got to be really aware of this kind of crap. Like, turn the yeah. freaking news so, off. <laughs> this is a really uh, an interesting catch because I obviously we have caught them doing it to the temperature, so they'll make a map look hotter, like it used to be green, even though it might say ninety five yeah. degrees Fahrenheit, which is very normal <laughs> in yeah. a lot of places to get that warm, right? But then in, you know, years later, it would be the same temperatures, but it would be bright red and orange just to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to up that visual fear factor for people. And so this is a good catch because you're right. This, these types of things can certainly be, and will certainly be manipulated to fit the narrative of whatever bowl they're trying to push. And the same thing, like what you said in the healthcare field, well, originally the definition of vaccine was one thing and mm-hmm. then it has evolved to whatever it is now which is non mm-hmm. nonsensical what i don't even i was like i can't even keep up uh with all the nonsense but they certainly are doing that i mean it's it's real time 1984 absolutely and you know changing standards like that if <laughs> if there was actual journalism that would be a huge story that would be a headliner it's like oh look the standards have changed we all need to be aware of this <laughs> perfect world um so then i sort of went on to look at things like cyclone tracks of australia just looking at different things i mean it's it's just so wonderful to see the tax dollars going into um such wonderful programs this is the australian government bureau of meteorology which is shortened to the bomb bom Hmm, okay, AI, all right. I just, I'm talking about the Bureau of Meteorology here. It's not a <laughs> terrorist. Right. Um, okay, so I wanted to sort of have a look at a few updates of old um, cyclones, and et cetera, recent ones. Season 2017-18. No, I don't want to look at 2017-18. I want to look at 21-22. Uh, uh, oh, it stops at 2017 and 18. Uh, okay. You haven't Isn't updated it for five years. What the frick are you doing in that office? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Playing video yeah, games with the it's, weather. It's probably because they don't want people like you seeing whenever they're like, oh, this is the worst storm we've had in 20 years or in 50 years or whatever. And you're, you're able to pull it up. You're like, no, literally, no, yeah. it's not. <laughs> anyway. Um, then, it, then it takes me to this place uh, that caught my eye, Cloud Nassara the heck's this so there's all these animations this is the uh this is the children's doctrine indoctrinating uh business here so this goes to the cloud nasara which is teaching children about climate change Mm. um it very much incorporates banawatu and a lot of the polynesian islands and oh man i mean they're they're coming after the indigenous they want them they want them and i'm i'm thinking they want these people off these islands these beautiful islands and into the you know 15-minute cities, smart cities, and then we're going to be in those cities like the lion, you know, the lion in, in mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, yep. Um, we're going to be, I don't know, if they're going to grant us with windows, I'm not really sure if we're, maybe the lucky ones, the outside. <laughs> It'll be like a great big ship. You may have a digital window. <laughs> Possibly so. Yeah, yeah, just a screen. Um, and we can sit there and wave at the um, 
the beautiful cruises, the $50 million yachts going past as they're looking after the green zones for us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Elite. Yep. <laughs> anyway, back to this. Um, this is all animations, just I'm not even going to bother playing any. But uh, that also then took me down to, oh, who's who's um, oh, who's funding this? Okay, here we go. Australian Aid, Australian Government, CSIRO, look into them, you'll know what I'm talking about, um, Department of Vanuatu Meteorology and Geohazard because they're definitely convincing the islanders that because they're the ones that are feeling this the most, the mm-hmm. climate change. Uh, Australian Red Cross, Vanuatu Red Cross Society. Uh, this one caught my eye. International Federation of Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies. Mm. Mm. What's that all about? What is that all about? And you go to places like this. There's what did you find? This is a whole, <clears throat> not a whole lot because I didn't have a whole lot of time. It was just like 10 minutes before we were going to go mm-hmm. on or, so, or half an hour before I was going to go. Um, but all sorts of things. Very interesting. Another rabbit hole. Um, these are the three emblems, the red cross, the red crescent, and the red crystal. Maybe Jin can uh, pipe Ooh. in there. Not sure if he meant he was going to go off and chainsaw a tree or whether he did get to chainsaw a tree. But anyway, <laughs> if you're still there, well, Jin, he shouldn't be crystal? working right now because he's ahead of me and it has been dark here since like 5 p.m. Oh, so, okay. All right. So, so unless he's he sh- night sawing, which yeah. is kind of creepy. <laughs> Hopefully he's still with us. But uh, if you are, Jen, chime in any info you may have on that, and I'll be checking the chat for it. Yeah, red crest, red crest. Red, sorry, red crescent, red crystal. Is it? Um, this was just one more thing I wanted to show. Was uh, last week I mentioned cyclone tropical? Uh, sorry, tropical cyclone Tracy, mm-hmm. which I said happened back in the seventies. I'm not sure what I said, but anyway, it was 1974. I think I might have said it was later. Um. Yeah, so that was back in – there'd been plenty of other cyclones, but that was a particularly bad one. I think it had been quite a while since there had been a bad one, so people were sort of back into their little complacency lifestyle. Um, uh, 71 people died. Darwin is not a very overly populated town, but it is the capital of Northern Territory, which is not a state, it's a territory. Don't ask me what the difference is. That's a whole other thing. Mm. Um, so it, it, hit, it hit on Christmas Day. That was kind of – it got it really got to the heart of the population because it was like the news were just full of footage of destruction with you know toys half wrapped teddy yes. bears that kind of thing you know extra emotional yes yes but this particularly caught my eye so they're just talking about uh, you know blah 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 destruction cost so many hundreds of millions don't forget that was back in 1974 so we'd be talking billions now uh, blah 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 blah. Within several weeks, um, three quarters of Darwin's population had left, right? Because there was just so much destruction. It was it was very very bad. And then it says here, blah 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 blah. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, but as a result of Tracy Cyclone Tracy, much more attention was given to building codes and other social aspects of disaster planning. Okay, fair enough. I can get that. Then it says Darwin was rebuilt and now thrives as one of our most important gateways to China. Now I want you hmm. to go and have a look at this, which is the path of Cyclone Tracy. So it's sort of the, it started on December 20th, December 21st, you can see my thing. Yes, you can. Uh, December 22nd comes down, goes around, what was this island? Oh, somewhere up there. Uh, goes around this island and phew, does a quick lefty and hits Darwin, which is the most populated area. 
Interesting. Now that is interesting because, um, and I know from your studies that, and you know a lot more than me, but our oldest date of, of knowing about weather modification is in the seventies, correct? Oh no, no, it goes way, way back, way, way, way back earlier than that. Okay. But so you feel like this could have engineering. Uh, well, I'm questioning now because yeah. now that we know, and I, and I haven't really looked at at Cyclone Tracy in depth until about an hour or two ago. Right. Um, as far as looking at the past goes, I mean that's kind of crazy. I'm not. I, I'm not a weather expert by any means, and I never. I don't. Do not claim to be, or weather modification. I just. I'm just interested. Um, but I don't know. That looks kind of suspicious. Well, okay. So what you're finding now, I'm with you. I don't know if that's suspicious or not, but let's just say that it is a suspicious path. And then the story that you just told is basically like build back better. Does it sound like Lahaina? Does it sound like Acapulco? Does it sound like East Palestine? Yes. Now, let me tell you this. Remember it says here, Darwin was rebuilt and now thrives as one of our most important gateways to China. That's because... China was the China, I mean, the Darwin um, uh, port, dock, whatever the word is, port, I suppose, was rented out to China for 99 years. So that happened. I'm not sure exactly when that happened. I should look into that. I should have, I mean, where does it stop, you know? You could spend your whole bloody day. You could do, yes. I mean, if I was getting paid for it, I'd dive in, no worries. (laughs) I had some food to grow. Um, but yeah, anyway, it, not everyone was overly happy about that. And, and a lot of people didn't even know about it. And it sure. has been questioned as of recent years, you know, whether we should be, hang on, what are we doing? You know, um, there's a permanent Chinese warship, which I sort of found by accident when I was on Google earth one day, just mucking around. Cause you know, it's cheaper than actually traveling <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, found this, um, constant warship that's permanently parked there, uh, made me sort of ask questions and. Yeah, I don't know. It, it does have that build back better vibe. And yes, uh, this is 1974. Okay, the f- whole Fabian socialist thing was well and truly kicking in with Bob Hawke, which I think was around 73. It just made me this morning, I just went, you know what, they've been, I mean, we know they've been at this for a long time, but the practical application of this has been happening longer than we think, I think. Sure. Yes. I think this is a good example of that being very, very possible. And it's very interesting. And of course, that makes me think, well, what other trial balloons have been done? Because that's what this would be, right? This would be an example of a natural disaster completely changing the landscape of, you know, of a place and the use of a place and the culture of a place and all of that stuff. And we know that's what they're after in in many many different instances so i would be curious to see what else is suspicious out there that they have yeah done. and you know things go through my head like when i'm reading that it's sort of like hmm the chinese and their weather weather modification that's they've been at this for a long time as well they're pretty advanced i mean i was just reading something three weeks four weeks ago about oh it was jim lee actually brought it um and then i went into it and read a bit more about it the acoustic Acoustic, um, I was going to say weapons. Well, they can be used as weapons, uh, but the acoustic apparatus, let's say, that they use for weather modification is is a real thing. It's absolutely real. Um, but that's what they're showing us. So, therefore, it's probably 50 years old, you know. it's. Yeah. I, I'm convinced we're at least 50 years in the dark, at least. For sure, yeah. And then my 
You know, I really feel like I know that we are made to feel like there is a discernible difference in the, I mean, I know that you and I don't think this, but that people think like, oh, war with China, war with Russia. Mm, um, goods. Yeah, exactly. It's, they are all run, bought and paid for by the same people. Yep. We know that here, like one of the, the suspicious clubs is the skull and bones, right? Well, mm-hmm. And that is associated with Yale. And we know that Xi Jinping has uh, an association with Yale. And mm-hmm. so I basically just feel like they all are are working for the same people and that ultimately there is real no real discernible difference and that what we see projected as China this and Russia that and, you know, the United States this. It's just it's just theater. It's, it's a big club and we ain't in it and they're all working together. And, yeah. you know, Russia... Russia knew that they never went to the moon. They just shut up about it. Um, yeah. And, yeah, they're scapegoats. I mean, they're all working together. China's yeah. China's sharing stuff with America. America's supporting all these other places. It, come on, people, there is no there is no separation. There is already a – we're in the new world order. Yeah. We are already in it. We're already in the metaverse. We're already in the social credit system. Have been for decades. Yeah. And yeah, and that's the thing. That's one of the reasons I don't get freaked out about it because they've been doing this stuff for such a long time that it's already here. All we can do is be aware of it to not fall for the manipulation in the way that they want us to and to live our life in a good way while we're here. But it certainly is what I consider to be WWE, which is (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how familiar you are <laughs> with wrestling here oh, yeah. in the States, but there was, you know, like Hulk Hogan and that kind of stuff. Andre the Giant, like fake wrestling, basically, uh, is is what all of this stuff is. The the differentiation between countries, uh, especially like the BRICS and the NATO or the allies or whatever you want to call them. Absolutely. Yeah, it's... um. Yeah, don't be the, don't be under the illusion that there's separation. It's um, I hate to say it, but it is us and them. It just is, yeah. and you know that nobody is ever going to be held accountable because, as it has been pointed out many times, I'm sure, but I'm going to do it again. You can't hold an entity, a a, a dead corporate entity, to account because right. let's say you know government. What what is the government? You can't look and and say, oh, there's the government there. It's there's a building where people go in and organize things. There's a guy that sort of is at the head and there's all these other minions. But what is the government? It's it's made up of the people and then the people come and go. The people exactly. step down to spend more time with family. Sip their yeah, cocktails in the bunker down <laughs> on the ground. Exactly. Um, you they know, and- deep. they've got their golden hand shape. Uh they're off. It's uh time for the next actor. You're up. Exactly. That's the thing is like, even if we did hold somebody who who, they deserve it for sure, like Fauci at the very best should be serving life in prison uh, for his crimes against humanity. But even if we did hold Fauci to account, there's always another little rat Fauci waiting in the wings to sell exactly. their soul, to sell people out. So it is, um, I think in this particular, you know, example or not an example, but in reality that that is why 
the to me having the understanding that this is spiritual matters and it really helps me because I can put it into reference like yeah because Fauci while he is evil he is serving an evil entity and the entity is evil in and of itself right it's Ephesians 6 12 it's we wrestle not with flesh and blood so that helps me to sort of frame and understand the context that we're dealing with. It's not about these individual actors who are working for somebody else. And we don't even know who the head of the snake really is. Um, you know, there's suspicions, of course, but like a Gates, a Fauci, a Klaus Schwab, a Yuval Noah Harari, like these are just actors. And there's always somebody waiting to take their place in the event that they are dispatched or something befalls them, you know? It, you know, we lost old Henry. We lost old Henza a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, David's there ready to step up to where he's dead. And um, when we finally lose the uh, the bullfrog, Soros, his son David's, uh, Alex is there to step up and take the reins. And he's already yep. said a number of times, well, Soros has already stepped down anyway. Right. He's already said a number of times, oh, you think my dad's bad, basically paraphrasing. You think dad's powerful. <laughs> wait till you see what I got. It's like, oh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Yep. Can't wait for that one. Yeah, we'll be uh, the sequel, the Soros sequel. <laughs> yeah, what lives are going to matter in your hands? Ooh. That's a great question. I was going to say, grasshoppers' lives matter. No are more bugs. The protests going to be mostly peaceful? We shall see. Yeah, well, peaceful could be human pieces, <laughs> full of human pieces. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, it could be. So Brad said over on the Rumble chat, WWE, NWO, that's it. The World Wrestling (laughs) Entertainment. I don't even know what the E stands for. Uh, Enterprise, entertainment, probably entertainment. WWE, NWO. Yes, that is the perfect way to describe it because that, in my opinion, is all that it is. It's just the World Wrestling. The Wrestling. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, the Wrestling. (laughs) Gotta watch the Wrestling. Oh, now you're talking like how I talk to my cats. <laughs> oh, you're just a whittle. <laughs> because right. the classification is whittle is actually smaller than little. So we have it's to be... a wee little. Yes. Whittle. Yes. So you have to be specific. Mm. So she's oh, whittle. Yes. She's not little. She's whittle. <laughs> <laughs> she won't eat her tuna unless you get it right. Yeah. Okay. What do you got for well, us? Um, I have a couple things. So, um, one of the things that I wanted to play, if I can find it, is <laughs> there's a little bit of a hullabaloo about the Harvard president. <laughs> a widow hullabaloo. A widow hullabaloo. Oh. <laughs> We've got a widow hullabaloo from Ashley. <laughs> it's getting silly now. Oh, I'm okay with that. I think we need it. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, there's a widow hullabaloo. From the Harvard president. And I feel like she's going to look exactly how you would expect her to look. Like very woke, very diversified and all that. Um, So let me get to it. See if I can pull that up. I can't wait to see what color her hair is. It's not blue, surprisingly. She okay. she actually looks more professional in that regard. So let's see if this will, will, will play. It's um, right at two minutes. Is growing on the president tonight. The pressure is growing on the presidents of the elite universities of Harvard and MIT to resign. 
this weekend, the president of the University of Pennsylvania, Liz McGill, stepping down after critics blasted her testimony before Congress about anti-Semitism on campus. Harvard's president, Claudine Gay, also being criticized for this response. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. Does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. That Congresswoman, Republican Elise Stefanik, tweeted after the resignation at UPenn, one down, two to go, referencing the leaders at Harvard and MIT. Harvard's president did later apologize, writing in part on X, let me be clear, calls for violence or genocide against the Jewish community or any religious or ethnic group are vile. They have no place at Harvard, and those who threaten our Jewish students will be held to account. But that hasn't quieted her critics, including the billionaire alumnus Bill Ackman, who is actively pushing for her resignation. Jonathan Greenblatt is CEO of the Anti-Defamation League. Is ADL calling for these leaders to resign? I think ADL is saying we want action. And if the presidents prepare clear and well-developed plans to their boards, demonstrate how they are prepared to take real, immediate steps, I think that might allay many of the concerns. Universities across the country have faced mounting criticism over their response to the war. Some Jewish and Muslim students say too little is being done to protect them. It's important for people to understand that we're all in it together and everyone is hurt and everyone feels, yeah. Is she human? By, I mean, this I think she's a robot. Situation. Dana Griffin, NBC News. Did she shave her eyebrows just for the occasion or what? <laughs> yeah, weird. Oh, man. Okay. So, the reason that I find this story fascinating and I wanted to get your take on it <clears throat> is because of the dynamic that has been set up in this particular, with this particular issue in the, the woke versus, I, in my personal opinion, if you are, on the Republican side, or if you're a Trump side, or if you're this, that, the other, you are woke in your own way. But let's just say the woke versus the non-woke crowd. Okay. So I thought when everything happened starting in October the 7th in the Middle East, that it was very clear that there was a lot of propaganda being thrown out there. And there was a lot of, um, manipulation happening of people's minds. Well, that did not translate to a lot of other people, right? So they still felt like you've got to pick a side. You've got to, mm -hmm. you know, be on the righteous side, this, that, or the other thing, right? A bit too close to the square, the box. Yeah. And you got to stand further back. Yeah. Yeah. And this has continued to be like, that's what's making the news it's just awful you know it's just it's so old um and it's untruthful and all this stuff but anyway i want to get your thoughts on this because the colleges particularly the ivy league they have been totally woke they've been totally um co-opted by this mind virus and we know oh, that yeah and they were the same people that were fine and so weren't the congress critters the same people were fine with you being forced to take a medical experiment or being forced to take a medical experiment to attend college. Yeah, my, my body, my choice people who exactly. were okay with you being forced to be Exactly. <laughs> right. So it's weird for me. Uh, legal man. So I, 
Let's continue. But it's very weird for me to see because uh, that was a real legal man's eye. Because yeah, that there, was a one. <laughs> there's a lot of history in that area. I don't even want to get into it, and I'm not going to. But what I'm saying is that I think that the people who are on the pro-Palestinian side, they have some valid points. Of course, calling for genocide is never appropriate. But did they really? I don't know. And that's the other thing is like, I'm not going to say that agents provocateur were not showing up at these protests to try to get the kids riled up to try to get them to say, you know, anti-Semitic things if they even said them. I have no idea. But I'm just saying that the dynamic is weird because I would have I would have expected the woke Zoomer crowd to be more in line with the Israel side of that narrative, because that's what's coming down from mainstream, right? That's what's coming down from all the major politicians. So I don't really understand necessarily the, how they have spun this one is what I'm trying to say, right? Because the people that I would have expected to say one thing or another, or to see through obvious lies, it's gotten all jumbled up. It's gotten yeah, all muddy. That's for sure. Yeah. And then you see this lady who is the the president of Harvard. And I'm thinking like, obviously, Mrs. Gay, Miss Gay, Mr. Gay, (laughs) they gay. (laughs) (laughs) What's the proper term these days? Human being, being gay. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Gay being. Faking faking gay, for sure. Um, But, you know, so she's. Her first name is Faking. Yeah, Faking, big time. But she looked like a a smug asshole. Like, Mm. yes, I hate Congress people, right? That lady who's uh, like, oh, you know, this virtue signaling. I I don't like that either. But she was like, well, it depends on the context. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Now, the other part of that is that they have lost. Harvard has lost apparently $1 billion in donations going into that from whom well it's considered collective so i don't know from whom exactly but you know because it's not just one specific donor it's donors that have pulled out of the school well i I want to know whether it's donors or whether it's parents not sending their kids to school is it fees or donors no donors okay yeah um, who, who give to the school. And, you know, this was something that Monica talked about a lot. Yeah, tell us. They have the endowment program, right? A lot of money gets given to that school. Um, so a billion dollars has been taken away or lost in, I guess, uh, promised donations or something like that. And this woman is still keeping her job. And then to add a cherry on top, she apparently, when she was writing, I don't know if it's her dissertation um, back in the 90s, she's been accused of plagiarism. And the school did an independent investigation. And she, there's a couple of things that I guess she's going to revise. So basically, yes, she probably did plagiarize like, a couple of like incorrect um, what, citations. <laughs> so she's not getting in trouble. And I just, and I just think it's weird. This whole situation is weird, right? The whole and thing's weird. Yeah, go I'll, ahead. I'll tell you, okay, I'll tell you my thing. I, I did actually see that 
a couple of days ago. And because I'm so not invested at all in the Palestine-Israel thing, like I'm in probably 2% effectiveness rate, um, but I sort of tune out because I don't particularly want to have an opinion on it. Um, I mean, I have a little bit of an opinion, but I'd rather not go into it. Um, And basically, so I was just looking at that clip, not knowing who these people were. I didn't go into who they were before I watched it. I was just looking at their behaviour. And no matter what the situation was or the subject, what I saw was a person being asked some questions or a question with the answer being yes or no. It's like, okay, I guess that's legal. What if the answer is not yes or no? But, you know, I mean, I personally think most things do come down to black or white, yes or no. They do. But sometimes you have to put that into context. So I saw someone was actually being harassed and bullied into answering a question in the affirmative when it wasn't possibly in the affirmative or that person wasn't fully informed perhaps. And I'm not trying to stand up for this gay person, whoever she is or whatever she stands for because I didn't really know at the time. Um, but I thought the the way it was being handled was quite questionable and I wondered how legal it was. It was sort of, it was coercing. That's what I saw was coercion. Well, so, sorry um, if that's not the right answer, but that's what I saw. No, you know. I don't, I, I, I wanted In to get your opinion sense. on it. I thought she sounded like an asshole, but as I said, I also despise they Congress They all sound critters. like assholes Yeah, to me. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I have no problem with that take. Um, I would be curious if uh, Brad would chime in here um about that so i don't know yeah we do need to defund all these people definitely yeah and i don't know if it really matters if someone is lying or not because they're not and this is one of legal man's big complaints right because Rand paul sat there week after week after week and he he roasted fauci and he got fauci no he didn't nothing happened to fauci right because there's no consequences for these conversations Whenever they're doing the congressional hearing, there is no consequence because they're not sworn in in a court of law. So it really doesn't even matter. So I believe that she, the the president, should <laughs> could have just said, obviously not, but this particular situation, there's nuance because of X, Y, and Z. You know, I don't know. Okay, so well, that- yeah, I just saw this coercion, and she wasn't really getting a chance to sort of. I mean, I, I wouldn't in a court of law. I don't think that would be considered coercion, would it not? Uh, I think in so, my minimal, but- you know, LA law <laughs> but, type but of education. Because it's not law. Uh, let's see what Brad said. He said, "I didn't mm. like that hearing either. In any other circumstance, the standard for what cons- uh, constitutes a threat is a specific threat against a specific person." That's the legal standard. Mm. It's how the FBI describes it all the time. And she described it the same way. But you're right. They just wanted a yes or no answer. Mm. So and here's the other thing. I don't disagree with what you're saying because I think that anytime you have mainstream media, quote, going after somebody, it mm. it's worth taking another look at that situation, you know, but, you know, taking another step further back um, again. None of it matters, as you said. None of it matters. And that's why I sort of find it hard to focus on the the details because none of it matters. <laughs> it just doesn't yeah. matter. It's it doesn't all infiltrated. Matter. It's all predetermined. It's all pre-selected. This is just the circus to keep us yeah. amused while we don't do anything that's they we should be doing maybe. Like, I don't know what that is yet. Grow food. Sure. <laughs> sure. But for me, Get right with I'm, God. 
I'm fascinated in how the culture is being manipulated by mm. what is happening. Mm. Just simply, isn't it? simply from an anthropological standpoint, I find it very fascinating what they have been able to do, you know, studying it from that angle. So part of me is really curious about how the spin transpired in such a way to have the woke crowd on this side in this particular case. And now this subset of the woke crowd is being gone after by mainstream media who has spent the last 10 years going after, you know, like the conservative crowd. So it's just a really fascinating dynamic for me. And as we go, I kind of try to figure out or like make sense of what they are doing with the sides. Now, at a basic level, I think I could just say it's simply divide and conquer. It's more of that. But I would still say that there is something to how they spun this particular issue and who they got on either side that's what i'm saying yeah 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 i'll just finish my nails <laughs> yeah i don't know it's just everything's everything's division it's completely division yeah that's all it is it's what they have to maintain is the fear and the division because without that they're powerless um yep so they'll i mean the it's it, it's frightening it's disturbing as an awake person to watch what's happening to the children and, and my, you know, my own to a point, although my son seems to be fairly awake. I just can't get what degree to, uh, but my, there's a couple of others um, who aren't directly mine. Uh, yeah, definitely unified, like as in universityfied thinking, woken, wokened, yeah. <laughs> not awakened. Um, and yeah, it's just like, wow, it's just so sad to watch, especially knowing these people before all that. And yeah. just how phew, these, their minds have just been shot and plasticized, Captured. plugged in, yeah, yeah. zotted, tasered. Yeah. Ugh, it's just. It's really, um, it's really bizarre. And really it's unreachable. Really like mm-hmm. no chance of crossing those bridges because if even if they start to think about things a little bit, they're so surrounded by their friends and, you know, their counsellors because that's all very important. Um, who are just unif- you know, completely what am I, cementing all this crap because that's the way they themselves have been trained. Yep. I mean, they're not going to go to a bunch of old psychotherapists. Surely they'll go to a bunch of new blue-haired, you know, purple, yes. whatever, fully yeah, tattooed. It's, <laughs> it's like once you can get this, the, the base crowd that they're in, like it just perpetuates itself after that. Yeah, which is why um, they own all the universities. That they, They've known this from the beginning. Yeah. The, the investment is in the – they're coming for the children. No, they're not because they had the children decades ago. We're, they yes. had us. Yep. They've got our children. They're going to have the children's children. It's just increasing and yeah. intensifying. Now, in some places, homeschooling is um, exploding. So that's a good thing because I do think oh, a lot of people are, a good thing. Uh, are realizing – what is happening. And then overall, I would say that the United States is actually pretty homeschool friendly because I heard someone in another uh, class that I'm taking talk about in Germany, it's basically forbidden. Like you are not allowed to homeschool, not what is the structure of Mm. homeschooling, nothing. It is your kid has to be 
plugged in. Well, mm. here there's a lot of option to opt out. So I, I do hope that that trend continues and that people will pull the kids out of the institutions, but they still send them to college. So unless you give them intellectual self-defense to understand that when you go to college, they are going to try to turn you into X, Y, and Z. Like unless mm. you give them that, and unless you are aware enough to give them that, then it's going to happen anyway. It's It sort of doesn't matter at what age, because I was thinking this exact same thing. I was really reflecting on the homeschooling just this morning, just thinking, you know, ideally children don't go to school until they're adults, really. they The university of life, you can't beat it. But ideally you're not stuck in a city, you know. So this is the problem in the old days. Uh, kids would be on the properties. They'd be learning how to ride horses, how to, you know, cut up a sheep, shoot a yeah. rabbit, whatever, all that stuff. Um, school of life, you know. Yep. But now, basically. Like, yeah, yeah. And like Germany is the extreme, but Australia is not that far behind. I don't think homeschooling here, I, th I think it's a bit of a rigmarole. I'm not quite sure on that. But um, uh, yes, they're trying to definitely indoctrinate them like from the very beginning because it's, I, th I think, the age of being able to be sent to certain things like kindergarten or preschool even was was lowered at some point it's like they just want them like from the womb straight into the yeah. indoctr indoctrination you know yep um and so it wouldn't really matter even if they in this kind of lifestyle of suburbia etc um the kids you know even if they grew up here and, and the parents were prepared to look after them for the first 12 15 years of their life and then say hey okay let's think about what you'd like to do for the rest of your life and then go and study that instead of all this unnecessary crap. Um, yeah, you just wonder because that would be a very, um, what's the word, fragile time of their life as well when they're sort of coming from children into adulthood. Right. That could be very tempting as well to go in an sure. extreme way. So either yeah. way, they're so I, vulnerable. Yes, and I think that um, that's a good point that maybe there is no right answer. My only thought that I have is that – you got to try to do your best to let them see what is happening so they know about it, but that they are not in it, right? Like they need to know about social media and like how to protect themselves on social media. But hopefully if they, if you're allowing them access to social media, depending on the age, you're very, very careful with their access and their time and all that stuff. I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, but I, the, my best answer is to try to protect them and educate them as much as possible on the perils of what this particular, you know, well, the think new out, world think order is trying to yeah. do. Think outside the box. Don't be part of the hive mind. That's that's the main thing that they need to learn. And that's why it's so good if you can be on a bit of land or something because they can just, you know, cruise off and figure things out themselves, you know, learn what a bee does when it dies or you know what it happens when a bee stings you then it then dies and they see it for themselves they can go and pick peas off the vines and eat them raw and you know yeah. all that sort of stuff it's all the things that they it makes their mind inquisitive and, and think outside the box whereas in the indoctrination of school is purely just basically you know one two one two lockstep yeah can I put your hand up if you need to go to the toilet and if you're allowed well, to great that's it. And that's one of the things that John Taylor Gatto was talking about is the fact of like, how silly is it actually that you send a child to learn colors and numbers? Like that's very basic stuff that they could pick up 
just by being at home. Or as you're saying, especially if you had some kind of a property and they were actually helping their parents on the property, like yeah. you don't need to teach a child a color. They will learn the color. <laughs> they learn the numbers. They're going to learn their letters. Like it's, it, you know, it is silly. Yeah. I mean, you think it's been said a million times by everyone who ever went to school, how much useless crap did we learn? I mean, how much wasted time? That's irreplaceable. The time that gets wasted on that garbage. And that's Um, the point. That is absolutely the point is to get people sucked into this. Yes. And they don't want you to. They specifically wanted people to be good little workers, good little paycheck wage drones. That's what they want. Yeah. Mm. They, and it, it was designed that way um, to suppress people's self-esteem, suppress their creativity, to suppress their ingenuity and to get that and critical thinking and to have them come out to fit a particular mold, to be a really good employee. Mm-hmm. That's what they and want. It's, it's always interesting, isn't it? Because you know, that there's always physical manifestations of what I sort of see is actually happening. Like, you know, we've got these drones flying around. It's actually, we're actually the drones and yes. <laughs> um, oh, the social credit score is coming, but it's actually here because 20 years ago I needed a social credit system to be able to get a loan, you know, stuff like yep. that. So hundred percent. Yeah. You know, we're in it. They just keep dangling all these carrots that in front of us, that making us think that we're not quite there. It's going to come. So be careful and, and prepare and be in fear. But then when you get the carrot, you realize it's just a two dimensional piece of cardboard and we're actually yeah. in it. We're in sitting in the carrot soup. So. <laughs> There's an analogy you can take away and tell your grandkids. There you go. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, we've talked about, uh, you know, some, some serious, some interesting stuff. So um, what I was thinking is that we're going to just um, end on a funny video that is addressing, I mean, it's really making fun of how the atrocity is being, you know, just shoved in your face 24 seven, but in a, in a funny way. So I'm going to go ahead and show that and we will wrap up after that. All right. Okay. So yes, here <laughs> it's uh, our buddy Ryan long. Well, I mean, this conflict is terrible and I've been educating myself on the nuances of the middle East by watching a constant stream of atrocities on X for about eight hours a day. Jesus. I guess I don't have to. I'm not in politics or a journalist or anything. That is a corpse. This is the worst one I've seen on X. Actually, this is Rotten.com. Sort of interchangeable at this point. I mean, this is how you get to the bottom of things. Someone on the internet says, look at these dead babies. Then you say, well, why don't you look at these dead babies? Then they come back at you and say, why don't you look at these dead babies? Mom, I got to put you on hold. The new corpse just dropped. I'm going to call you back. That triggers emotions, which are actually connected to your frontal problem-solving cortex. I mean, not a lot of people know that. Oh, my God. You know, one of the problems is that people only want to post the dead babies from their side. So you do need to make an effort to follow lots of different people from all over to make sure you're getting all the dead babies. It's hard. I mean, some of the dead babies I'm looking at turned out to be fake. So now I make sure that I'm cross-checking across multiple sources to make sure that I'm authenticating the dead baby. Otherwise, you can run the risk of getting emotional for the wrong reason. That is an atrocity. Other times, you'll think you found a corpse, and then it turns out it was from another year or a different war altogether. One of the corpses I was looking at turned out to be AI, and then after further research, some people are saying it's not AI. So at this point, I'm only allowing myself to get 50% emotionally invested into that one. I'm going to send that one to everybody. None of us in the posting and consuming war corpses community escapes without falling for a hoax or two at some point. A lot of people aren't cut out for this game, so they've been blocking me, especially since most of my social media following is just friends, family, or people from my softball league. Not everyone's interested in in-depth Middle Eastern analysis. Okay, taking a break here. 
All right, back to work. Other people are <laughs> on the history of the conflict, figuring out what might be able to happen from where we're at now. If that works for them, fine. But for me, I have all the information I need right here by watching these corpses, letting them sink in emotionally to figure out what should be done. That is gruesome. Apparently, Joe Biden said he was going to post 40 new dead babies. And then apparently they said they're not going to post 40 new dead babies. So I haven't been able to find those, not for lack of trying. I've been scouring the internet, refreshing all the different pages that post this type of gore. You do not want to see my search history right now. If you're interested in educating yourself, I could send you a list of people that have the good shit. Uh, well, not, not the good shit, but like the, just, you know what I mean? The best videos of corpses. If I'm being honest with you, I still don't really know what's going on with this whole conflict, but I do know that I'm feeling pretty psychopathic. Yeah, I used to actually be pretty into snuff films, but I kind of prefer this since it's helping. <laughs> He's excellent. I like that guy. You're muted. Oops. Uh, yes, I do too. And I thought that um, it's very funny to make fun of that because we because it is easy for people to think that they are helping and arguing over this stuff, but actually it's not helpful at all. And it's um, it's pretty accurate, isn't it? It's yeah, so it funny is. to step yeah. back and look at. You know, if you could video yourself, it'd be exactly like that, I suppose. Well, I can't talk for everyone, but <laughs> I think it's pretty generic. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. So I thought that that was pretty good. And mm. if you're okay, I guess we will wrap it up. Yeah. Well, I think we've sort of pretty much covered an immense amount of strangeness and uh, yeah. always come to the same conclusion. We live in clown world. And this is not we your mother's news. World. Where can we be found, Ashley? Well, Stella, I'm like glad you asked. King Gilgamesh <laughs> under the sandstone. You can find us at our link tree page, unionoftheunknowns.com. And that has all the myriad ways to get in touch with us. And you can also find me over on X Twitter at Union Unknowns. Unreal. Well, I think it might be time to uh, say thank you to everybody for listening and watching, if you will. Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. See ya. New episodes are weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.